Alright, welcome back everyone to Adventures Till the Curtain Calls. We are doing another critical content uh, where we are speaking with another member of our uh, adventuring party. Today we have David Nika. Uh, and uh, super excited just because... Um, and, and please, I hope we don't get offended by this, but nope. you have the have the most experience playing across different editions yes than all of us how original how and when did you get uh you know into tabletop role playing into D D? well back in the olden days uh, <laughs> no uh, so actually in high school uh 14 okay. years old uh my best friend joe katona shout out joe joe uh, <laughs> He, um, his dad owned a hobby shop that okay. sold gaming products out in California. Okay. He moved here, I think it was in junior high, uh, around, well, actually I think after junior high, but um, introduced us to the game. We were uh, all in art club together, sure. and I didn't really know him all that well, and he was talking about all this stuff going on, and I was more into sci-fi stuff, Star Trek, sure. oh, Star yeah. Wars, all those things. Oh, yeah. and. Um, and yeah, so he's he's talking, and they're talking about vampires in this big room, and this they got all the way deep into this dungeon, what? Uh, and and they forgot the key. They had to go all the way back. And like, what are you talking about? So he introduced that to us. We went out and got the box set, wrong okay. set. We got the basic set <laughs> um, because he was already playing first edition advanced D and D. Okay. So okay. But anyway, but yeah. So he started off uh, DMing for us. Uh, my brother was involved. There was a point at which we had like ten guys uh, playing. So and we each had three characters apiece. Sure. Yeah. Crazy. So 27 characters going through uh, an adventure, Ugh. and he was DMing it, but it was a blast. I, I can barely handle running you guys six. I can, I can handle I each I of know. you having three. Um, so what's it been like then watching the advancement or just the changes in D&D over you know, so many years? What's that been like? Well, really interesting because, of course, you know, first edition was the only thing I knew, and that's sure. what we played played on. And then they came out with kind of second edition right. combat and tactics, and added some pieces to it. Um, third edition, that's kind of where we settled three three point five sure. Pathfinder. Uh, really liked that system, played that for a long time, and just for interest. So we never played fourth edition, and now. This, this adventure is my first experience with 5th edition, sure. other than listening to Critical Role and some of the other game right. systems. Uh, but it's really interesting, so during the COVID pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we started playing online, just like everybody else was. Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey, just for curiosity, you want to go back and play 1st edition? So we did. It was brutal, <laughs> you know, and we had forgotten how dangerous it really was playing sure. first edition. You miss a fail against death, and you're dead. Yeah, it's like okay, hi. Uh, <laughs> so we're spoiled with the three death saves, but well, it, it really was, and, and just that the skill rolls, different sure. things like that. It's like level, leveling up a character took like two minutes. Sure, you know, instead of going through the point system uh, for the skills and, and all right. that. So. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting just to kind of see the the changes, but okay. but definitely you can see the improvements being made. So. Is there something in a previous edition that you wish would have gotten carried over? I know this is kind of your your first like deep dive into mm -hmm. five uh, fifth edition, but is there something in a previous edition that you really wish, man? I really liked how they did this, or I preferred this, you know. Well, I, I will say one thing I notice about 5th edition, it's very epic, it's very 
you know, cinematic people, almost. Cinematic. Yeah. A lot of damage. Mm -hmm. Really quickens up battles. Sure. Um, and and I know you know the original game developed from uh, you know tabletop miniature games, battles, and all that kind of stuff. I do sort of like that. I don't mind doing the math and and being able to tweak your character right. in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but, but I also understand why you know why they do it. Sure. It's like it, it makes it much more available to people because there are people say ah, I don't want to take the slide rule to play a game, you know. And here it's it's a lot easier to, to follow the flow. So so would you say that of the additions that you have played, like fifth is I don't want to say it's your favorite, but if you if there was a, a gun to your head, a spear at your a crossbow at your head, yeah. you know uh, what you'd pick fifth system. You think over the previous ones, I, or I'm still getting used to it, but I definitely okay. like it. I mean, I, I I do definitely like the ease of like advantage and disadvantage yes. rolls as opposed to you add a plus two or right. a plus three or a, you know who knows what plus. It's well, definitely easier to remember and, and maintain. So. Sure, and uh, what I like about D and D is that you can. You can house rule anything you want. Yeah. I mean, it, there was something that um, we do in our game, which we haven't yet really run into, is um, I'm rolling their death saves if a character were to die. Um, so, you know, <laughs> they have yet to experience that, and I, I hope you never have to. <laughs> uh, but uh, if we do, it, it, it's a little bit different than I know some, you know, most 5th edition the player rolls it, but I think it puts it, uh, it takes it a little bit more out of your hands as a player when, when you're doing that, but the reason I'm saying this is that that's what I love about D&D, is you can house rule or pull from whatever edition. Um, I have creatures I pulled from other games, and for our game, to be later used, from a previous edition um, of D&D. I just, I preferred the stat blocking on it, uh, it and it's a creature you can find in 5e. Actually, no, it's not anymore. You can find it in four, but then they stop. So, you shall see. Oh, you shall oh, see. No, no hints or, or um, clues or anything like that? I'm going to cast Divination. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to see if I can give a clue. Um, man. <sighs> okay. Uh, the, the, I'll give you a clue word. And it's just gonna be um, song, S O N G, like a song that you sing. That's gonna be your one and only clue. I'm gonna give just because I can think of about eight creatures off the top of my head in fourth Arby's. edition that have something to do with melodies or music or something like that. But who knows? Maybe that's a red herring word. You know? Maybe sirens, harpies. Who knows? But uh. Hey, hey, it's all here. You'll see it eventually. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, so, um, <clears throat> you've gone through these previous editions, uh, taking a shine to 5e. Is there... You said that you played during COVID. I mean, all of us pretty much played during... Either you played online or you didn't play at all, unfortunately. Um, how, uh, for you, has that transition been going back to playing more games in person? Um actually really got used to some of the tools that are out there um <laughs> yeah you know, the online tools and, and the mapping and be able to move characters around right. everything like that um so i really like that sure and actually uh my my regular play group is to the point we, we've got one guy moving down to gulf shore soon okay another's probably going to be moving to florida soon they're all retiring 
<laughs> and so uh, the the whole in-person thing is kind of fading anyway. Because okay. uh, we that group still hasn't played in person. We've gotten together, sure, uh, but we haven't mm -hmm. played in person since before COVID. So. Well, and there's a lot of great online tools. I mean, you got oh, Roll yeah. Twenty. Uh, you have Dungeon Al. I use Dungeon Al Alchemist when I make the the map set. Unfortunately, you guys have not been able to see yet. Eventually, we'll get to that point. Um, but now that uh, Wizards of the Coast came out with their own Dungeons and Dragons um, virtual tabletop, um, and then I, I, I think that with the D and D movie that came out, D and D is more prevalent now. I think more than ever. Um, just because how connected we are with technology and everything. Oh, sure. Um, so, kind of shifting here um, to Banner. The, the, is War Domain, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yeah, War Domain, Domain Cleric uh, to Braxana, who is a homebrew deity in our world. She is the goddess of war. Um, so, <clears throat> we kind of had this hinted by Nathan and by Will, but how did you settle on playing a war domain cleric well he's actually based on a character i i had played uh, played someone similar to that okay uh years and years ago uh probably started second edition i think we may have converted okay. three along the way so that's how long ago that was um but it it, it kind of came out of the nobody wants to play the cleric uh thing yeah but so the key to that to me is find an interesting way to play a cleric sure and that was that, you know, you have somebody based around strategy, tactics. Right. You know, right. Uh, the war college that I mentioned in my background. Right. Uh, things like that. So so he's got that fighter element to him, which, you know, all players sort of do, but his right. is a little bit more, you know, again, more related. Right. So I mean, yeah, you have that nice little mix between, um, you know, the, the, the battle master fighter mm -hmm. as well as, like... Um, uh, yeah, a, a, a cleric. I mean, if you combine the two, you get your you get banner. Um, but we're, it's also helpful that other people in the group are able to cast healing spells. So oh, it yeah. takes the burden off of the cleric feeling like I have to save everybody. Oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's one of the nice things about I think the fifth edition brings that yes. some of the earlier editions didn't. You know, you're not stuck like all right, I'm the healer. I can't cast anything else interesting. Right, because I got to heal. Well, in, in, for me as a DM, I think, I don't want to, in, and I don't think a DM necessarily should, we are we are arbiters. We are not gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. If there is a spell that you can reasonably justify why Banner could possibly learn it, let's talk about that player to DM and see like how we can make that happen. If not, is there something with that flavor that you want? Yeah. You know, because I don't, like I said, I don't want to gatekeep you. I want you to enjoy your character and have fun, but I don't want you to break my game. Uh, <laughs> not our, my game, our game. Um, so, Banner uh, has um, a, a trained background. What, without going into too much detail, I don't know how much you want to divulge, because you kind of went into a little bit recently about your background, uh, but... Um, kind of what kind of experience does Banner have when it comes to stratagem tactics and what's you know what's he trying to achieve what's a goal that Banner has well and I, I probably didn't represent it all that well it sounded the way I, I came off with it maybe seemed a little like he's a glory hound but 
It, it really is, and I, I've noted it a couple times, he kind of has this gleeful look on him sure. when he's in battle. Not, haha, I'm going to kill something. It's right. just kind of that, that thrill, almost like, you know, sports right. competitors. It's like, woohoo, you know, here we go. <laughs> <We're> um, <in. laughs> but you'll also notice he's not terribly bloodthirsty. No. He wants to win. He wants right. to defeat the opponent, but then, you know, sure. that sort of thing. Um, so that's part of it. It's 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 about that that desire to win and, and glory, but he also wants to help the little guy. Right. You know. So when we uh, found the wagon with the young girl, the the dad and the grandfather yep. and everything like that, it was like, well, we got to save them. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's kind of got this probably storybook heroic kind of a vibe going on that he right. wants to be that but he wants to do it smart right and and even um because uh, this following episode has come out you guys encountered um the the group supposedly um well members of the group of this faithless band or whatever the eyes in the darkness um because you guys had changed the mark on the building and even after the 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 baddies were weighed lace like uh, banner has temperament he is able to stay his hand. He doesn't just kill for the sake of killing, which I appreciate not having murder hobos. It's so great. <laughs> um, but it, I think that's one thing that you are portraying well is because whenever people hear like, oh, this is a god of or goddess of war, they are probably bloodthirsty. That's all they crave is that. It's like, no, there's... And, and this is why Brexana is not only, you know, war, but also battle and... Um, subdomains like battle and um honestly uh self i wouldn't say self-perfection perfection per se but um working towards bettering themselves in their martial prowess which i think banner does an exemplary uh, exemplary job doing he's good at it uh (laughs) but uh like what's a what's a goal or motivation that banner is like uh, pushing towards or what is a potential end goal where he said this isn't when I know I've made it he wants to command an army oh yeah okay oh, yeah. yeah okay I mean so he he sees himself as kind of working toward that and, and he has been in the military uh, sure. for his home country, kingdom for uh, you know initially sure uh, and he kind of referenced that in the last episode about right. being part of the squad and all that but it's like that wasn't really taking him where he wanted to be right um, so he did a, he, he did some learning at the war college around tactics right. and strategy and everything like that but but again I think that the structure you know right. oddly enough that it's like yeah but you're telling me all these things that I'm not sure I agree with it's like I need to go out and get my own experience because also within Indonesia there's not a ton of conflict kingdom to kingdom so it's right. kind of going out to find it yeah, Asera, Asera, if you've not been tuning in before, this is the first time tuning in, Igrinesia is a faith state, um, but the world at large is governed by a high king. So smaller kingdoms ruled independently by a high king, um, and uh, Banner's home country was one that's more known for turning out tacticians, uh, but not only just tacticians, but also diplomats and everything. So it... You know, there's always conflict and strife, just not necessarily, I think, on the level that Banner wants yet, mm-hmm. question mark, dot, dot, dot. Uh, but there was uh, a moment where the Lord Marshal, kind of Brexana's 
uh, not champion per se, but kind of the faith leader for the organization, their pope, mm-hmm. essentially, uh, took a shine to you and gave you a shiner. Oh, yeah. uh, but what um, what was Banner thinking or experiencing? Not only having you know the head of your religious order speaking with you, but then kind of hand you a royal beatdown. Well, the first part was kind of like, wow, he's going to talk to me. Awesome. He had no idea that a, a beatdown was coming, or even that that <laughs> level of you know. Uh, sure. He took it like, oh, you want me to see my moves? Okay. I got some cool moves and show them to you right now. Uh, did not happen that way. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and that's just, I mean, we're now level four. We start out level three. I mean, there's obviously room to grow in, and just kind of DM's mind there, you know. If, you're, if you have a player character who is looking to better themselves, elevate their position, and they're... I want to say more martial than magical. Mm-hmm. Um, give them the means to do so because, again, as you stated, this isn't the most war-torn of lands. Right. So how else are you going to do this? How uh, how else better than by learning from the literal the Pope of your your faith? Oh yeah. Uh, so, um, but <laughs> it's not going to be in a necessarily kumbaya kind of way. Yeah. Um, so. Banner has also been pushing to name the group. Yep. Is there a... And you stated some reasons in-game for it, but um, is there, like, a specific reason why Banner is so keen on on wanting to name... And and I know... I'm not trying to make a joke out of this, but, (laughs) like, I know for some characters, uh, names hold meaning and everything. So is, is there anything like that for Banner, or...? Yeah, so... Even though I said that, it's like he's got this goal of being, you know, a general one day or sure. something like that. He definitely, there is that, a, a little bit of a glory hound in there. Yeah. He wants to be known for for his accomplishments, and and he also knows he's not doing it alone. And right. he kind of wants to establish that early. Right. So, yeah, that's that's really, it's, it's kind of bugging him. Um, and um, so, yeah, he's... He's bringing that up to the to the members, uh, the rest of his compatriots, and they're not biting as, as readily as he'd like. And so, <laughs> uh, is there anyone uh, that you get along? Uh, anyone that Banner gets along more with in the party? Is there anyone that maybe a little bit more? I don't want to say at odds, but um, is definitely writing a different vibe than uh, Banner in the group? Oh, probably O'Darren. He gets along with really well. Uh, seven, he's fascinated by. Oh yeah, you know, and, and again, not just for his war capabilities, because sure. certainly he sees that. Oh yeah, but he he's really kind of interested in that childlike mentality. Right, it's like, where does this come from? Yeah, you know, really interested in that. Um, the one he's he's um, he actually tried reaching out to was Renry mm. initially, and she's kind of you know kind of got an attitude and uh, yeah. So they're, they're I, I, I feel like they're, uh, you know, dancing around each other a little bit in terms of, it's like, I, I can't get past her defenses. Right. Uh, so she's kind of, nothing romantic necessarily no. there. No. Not yet. You know. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely trying to get, get under her armor and figure out, it's like, what? what's going on here? That's why I was also trying to talk to all you guys, uh, doing all these interviews around the same time, because if these get too far... 
too far spaced out, there's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to say something this week and it's going to be completely nothing next week or something like that. But, um, so, currently, the way things are, you guys are uh, about to head down uh, to the Weeping t- City to Zragos um, at the time of this airing. So, uh, is there any... What are the... I guess I got two questions. Part A. What are Banner's thoughts about Lendris? What is she? What's her purpose? Is there any thought to that? And then B. Why do you think she needs someone else to go? Well, to answer the first part of your question, he did it. He failed really badly on his perception role. (laughs) Uh, Or sense motive, I think, something along those lines. Insight, I think. Yeah, yeah. Insight uh, role. So he's convinced she's. He understands she's this godlike or demigod, something like that. But he still kind of thinks, oh, she's she's pretty good. Okay. I know uh, Jack rolled really well, and uh, Rendry is is like, no, uh, this is not an innocent little girl. Uh, <laughs> so Banner's really kind of torn because he really wanted it to be, a, you know, sure, this this pure spirit. Oh yeah. Uh, so he he's still kind of withholding judgment. Uh, my guess is, um, and this is Dave's guess, not necessarily okay, Dave's, uh, but that that's probably a key. I wonder if she is bound in some way. Okay. And that that will help okay. free her. Okay, because uh, for those that have not been listening or, or jumping in for the first time, where's a reminder, uh, they have been sent by Lindris to go to this city of Zaragos, which they have kind of deduced through... Um, research this city called the weeping city uh ever constant kind of flowing of ash over it uh for hundreds of years um but yeah they're doing a wellness check on somebody essentially like checking out uh this this person uh entity by the name of ivborus um so in game time it's been a week almost a week do you see any reason why the party would continue to stay a group after they've done this wellness check? Because essentially you guys met to do a, a, a board post. You know, take care of who's slaughtering these merchants. Done deal. And then you've been sent on this quest that has opened up a world of political intrigue. Do you think that the party is going to maintain itself after this wellness check and reporting back to Lundris? Well, Banner hopes so. And that's that's part of the name. It's like, well, now you're part of the group. Ah, <laughs> you know. okay. So there, there's a bit of that. Um, I think we balance really well. Sure. Uh, at least capabilities-wise. Not, I'm still working on the personality-wise. Yeah. I can't see if we balance yet, but, you know. I mean, if you want 100% agreeance and everything, it's not going to make for a a very fun movie, book, whatever. Exactly. Um, So, what is one thing that, uh, from your backstory, which plays, you know, you have the trauma characters. There is a deeply seated trauma in their past. They are resolving that somehow either by, I have to find and kill so-and-so, or I have to steal this back. Is there any sort of... I don't want to say trauma response or an or background uh, motivator, but is there anything specifically uh, in Banner's background 
that led him to decide to, I want to become a warrior, a soldier, I want to become a fighter? Is there anything that motivated that? So there is something. So uh, as far as the whole trauma thing, sure. I deliberately made him without any great trauma. Bless you, sir. His, exactly. <laughs> Bless you. Not everyone has experienced sure. this huge amount of trauma. Now, his mother did die. Sure. Um, I it think has. it was 10 or something like yeah. that. Uh, those things happen, yeah, and it was you know tragic and everything. But he he moved on. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a good dad and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So um, so there's no great trauma in in terms of that that's driving him, but there is something secret. You're aware of it. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Others probably are if they would look back at our chats when we were forming all this. Oh yeah. Uh, but so I'll I'll hold off on on that review. Okay. But that figures into it. There there's sure. there's some. Uh, um, some feelings of destiny uh, oh, yeah. in, in his mind, and so that's that's really what's kind of driving him. He and he sort of sees himself sees himself as a destined figure. Sure. So. Uh, does Banner have? So he he had a good father. So uh, you said uh, admittedly that he had a good father. Um, does Banner keep in touch with his dad? Does I mean, whenever he's home, does he stop by and and? Sure. Up? Okay. So how long? And I know we probably didn't talk about this at all, but how long do you think Banner's been away from home at this moment? Because I know you probably left for a bit, come back. You yeah. obviously did your studies at the college, probably came back for a bit. Yeah. But how long do you think that Banner's been on this most recent travel away from home? Oh, probably at least six months. Six months? Oh, okay. Yeah. So re relatively newish. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, and I, I apologize, I'm asking a lot of Banner's motivations, but that's because, um, and it, please don't take this the wrong way, but when it comes to, like, comes to moral state, uh, comments or questions, I hear, for, I, it seems to, from my point of view, I hear Banner a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and not like in a bad way, in a good way, like he has the input. But with everything else, you're like, I'm going to let them kind of talk and see how where this goes and then chime in yep um strategy baby so yeah so <laughs> it, it definitely seems like banner is the thought uh the kind of thoughtful um again not bloodlust murder hobo he's able to think through listen take in and adjust as need be um how much of banner is david that right there definitely david oh um, um, yeah uh, I, and i'm that way at work it's like i don't want to make a snap you know, sure. call or anything like that when I'm not fully informed. So gotcha. I'm going to be like, well, let me, let me, let me hear, let me, let me hear the advice because, and, and so I work in IT, and so sure. there's a lot of times, a lot of different ways yeah. you can approach something. I want to make sure uh, because I know I'm not always the expert. You right. know, I may have the call, and so again, that's kind of banner. He's like, well, I'm not the expert on all these different capabilities, what we should be doing, or even what's going on. But he's going to wait to kind of take in that information mm. and then make it long. Is, does Banner, so he, Banner got crafted for Beakley a harness, a, a harness that will, it, it, I don't want to say unisex, but or not unisex, um, one size fits all. Um, one that'll change as he grows. Um, and then you are also having something else crafted um, as well. Is there... Does Banner hold any significance to physical things? 
like as in like I don't want to say trophies, mm -hmm. but memorabilia or anything like that. Like, does he keep things that might be important to him or anything? Because I, I I didn't know if that what you're having crafted currently fits in line with that or not. So no, not so much. Okay. Uh, but but symbols, um, sure. you know, I, and you know, kind of the way he carries himself. He keeps his armor, his clothing, everything well stitched. He's got mending, you know, the mending spell. Sure. So. Um, and not that I brought it up that much, but right. anybody would probably look at him and be like, oh, yeah, you know, all the stuff he's got. Mm -hmm. He keeps his hair kind of, you know, close-cropped and neat right. and things like that. So so that appearance thing, and then like you said, kind of the symbol. Because again, he sees himself as eventually being a commander and all that, somebody sure. you want to look up to, that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I, I guess okay. appearances are important, okay. uh, be they physical or even you know, moral, oh, things okay. like that as well. Does he make decisions with the, I don't want to say with the anticipation, but kind of acting under that always behave like someone is watching kind of mentality? Like oh, yeah. you never know who, maybe it's a little boy that sees this this uh, war cleric in battle and is like, man, I want to be like him. Well, Bruxana's always watching. That's true. So Our goddess is ever watching. That's <laughs> good. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, I, there, there's certainly an element of that. It's like, yep, she's watching what I do, and I, and so, and we haven't fully fleshed out, or and, and the way I'm trying to play it with Banner sure. is that, especially with that, uh, the Grand Marshal, mm. that that whole beatdown was a complete surprise to him. It's like oh, I did not know that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> um, but he was definitely more martial in nature, mm -hmm. and. Um, I'm playing a little like, oh, maybe I don't know how this is all done worldwide. Sure. You know, so he's got this impression that war is more than just battle and combat killing. Right. It's also recovering from that and diplomacy right. and, and you know, those aspects. Whereas, and, and so he's kind of formulating in his mind, well, maybe I need to bring that to the fore right. a little bit more. Well, and I, I don't think at this point it's a spoiler alert for any of those that have not listened. This is a spoiler. Um, actually, so yes, it is a spoiler for some people. But I mean, even the Lord Marshal didn't necessarily use purely used martial weapons, but necessarily mm -hmm. by completely martial means. Um, so uh, I would guess that, I don't know why I'm saying I would guess, I would know. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, you're you're very right. I mean, you come from a very, I would say, more studious form of martial combat. Um, everything has been, for the most part, um, stratagems, anticipations, plan A. If A happens, B is then the result. If that doesn't happen, you go to C or D or whatever. But um, not really many opportunities to put uh, study into practice. Yep. So... And I'm thinking a little, you know, you've seen it in war movies a lot. The, right. The fresh lieutenant out of, you know. Band of Brothers. Yep, there you uh, go. <laughs> he <laughs> signed in. He's like, all right, all right, man, this is how we're going to do this. And they're like, oh, okay. He dies instantly. <laughs> well, or he makes the bad call. Sure. And it's like, if you'd listen to us, we could right. have told you. So I want there to be an, a little element of that. Like, he's learning, like, oh, okay, all right. It's not as easy as I thought. It's not right. just about strategy and all that. It's it's about experience. That's right. Um, I had a glorious question back when we talked about the Lord Marshal. 
and then it just dissipated because I kept talking. That's a problem. Uh, but, um, I apologize, I'm going to try and retrace my steps here. Um, Banner has also not only taking, I don't want to say a moral stance, but he does provide some conscience to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, how much, so, and we said some of David is in Banner as well. Um, is there anything in Banner that is unlike David? So I actually ignore the whole conscious part. That doesn't mean anything anymore. I remember my thought. Uh, how much of Banner is not David? Like, is there anything in him that you wish, you know, <laughs> real life could be? Obviously, we all wish we could do magic. But uh, is there anything in his kind of personality or anything like that that you're like, man, I really wish... And I, I'm getting psychoanalytical. I apologize. But uh, anything you kind of like, you're manifesting into a banner. Hmm. I did this with Will, and Will did it back. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to try this with everybody and see what happens. <laughs> but obviously, if there's not, I get it. But yeah, no. Well, I, I know there's definitely one that's not, and it, it's that I'm not a glory hound. At sure. All. You know. In fact, I I tend to kind of shuffle it off to other people. Ah, team member, all that. That, oh, gotcha. that that sort of thing. Um, you know, in, in Banner, not that he's shown, you know, too much like, eh, look at me, look at me, but he definitely has that in him, you mm, know, okay. that, that capability. Um, I wish I was in better shape like this. Really? Yeah. yeah, I know. He's always out there sweating, shirt off, doing the thing, <laughs> you know, you know, the ladies are like, eh, okay. I, I do not want to see me working out in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but whenever I read a book or I, I play D&D, like if someone does not describe that NPC as portly or something like that, I imagine everyone's skinny and like, oh, decently yeah. built and whatever. It's you know, they're not eating well. That's right. No food. Oh, gosh. Yeah, death and plague. Oh, Only the strong survive. Well, <laughs> speaking of food, the, the, uh, the group to some of Banner's... Uh, uh, I guess uh, ha- hawking, harking out in the street. Uh, you gave a local business in Volkstad, the the kind of faith center, the Rome, or not Rome, the Vatican City of Igrinizia. Um, their first coin, their first patronage, and actually brought some people in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> were you? Did Banner do that just so that that bi- that business would actually drum up business, or you guys were just trying to cover yourselves talking? Because you were the no. only people in the room. No, yeah, he, was, okay. he was just trying to bring some business. Okay. <laughs> they seemed pretty nice. They made us some food. And it's like, hey, here we go. Let's help him out. Uh, Banner, See, he's always looking to help, help out the yeah. little guy. Oh, man. Fantastic. <laughs> the, um, so, I'm curious. Is there any burning questions that you or Banner have that are unanswered to this at this moment that you're like, man... If, of course, I may not give you the answer, but is there <laughs> anything that's just kind of been burning in the back of your brain? Well, yes, certainly. Okay. I mean, and we've sort of got a bit of an answer, but um, okay. I'll, I'll definitely be interest, interested to see how this plays out okay. and what's happening with Seven and Will. Okay, yes. And, and how that applies to all of us. Uh, I think we're all assuming that there's going to be a similar sort of circumstance along the line down the road that's going to play into that so i'm really uh, anxious to see uh how that plays out and then of course how we play it out <laughs> yeah definitely go listen to the episode with uh, when i interview will and it's the complete lowdown uh on that 3. situation 5. yeah his episode was 3.5 and then um 
his interview is actually of uh, the the party is the first one that'll be up there. So keep an eye out for that. Um, just because, and even the preset for the the game was you guys went to a real life place here in Springfield, Illinois, and then you are then waking up as your player characters. Mm-hmm. So with um, no knowledge of any. Oh time. yeah. Yeah, and it was like at the time I remember playing. It's like, okay, how is oh, yeah. that? Right. Well, and and so I will admit. So you know, I, I do a little bit of an accent, not very heavy because I'm not that great at it. But uh, but I wanted my character to be a little you know different. Sure. And so I'm, I'm working on this accent and and uh, the personality, everything. And when you started that way, I was like, oh crap, are we playing us in in these people's bodies? I gotta throw away all this stuff I just did because Dave doesn't talk like that, no. and then it didn't turn out that way. So no. I'm happy with that. There is, uh, there is a very, uh, it is very well ingrained into the campaign. Um, it is just plot points you have to get to, and Will just kind of forced his sooner than I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> all right, but uh, that's party D and D is just thinking on your toes, whatever yep. happens. Going with it. Well. That's all the questions I had for you. Um, I really appreciate you stopping by, David. Um, again, for those of you, if you have not listened, we have our regular campaign episodes up. We have our Springfield one-shots. It's where I go around Springfield, Illinois, where we are at. And I speak to locally owned and operated businesses. And, I mean, honestly, just shining a light on them. Um, many of them suffered throughout COVID, and they had to close up shop. And so we just need to remember that these are our, our family and our community. We need to be there to support them. Um, and then we also have our critical content where we speak with content creators, which everyone in our group is now technically a content creator. Um, but uh, we have interviews with people from TikTok, people from YouTube, uh, people in the US and the UK um, and Canada. So plenty of stuff and we're just gonna be keep adding more so make sure you stay tuned uh, and listen in or watch in either on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, whatever that may be. But again, thank you, David, and thank you, everyone, for listening in. And until we see you, it's five to places. <laughs>